0: Back to Inside the Huddle, sponsored by Advanced Medical Imaging. Here is your host, Jay Foreman.
1: We're back, second segment. Jay Foreman, Inside the Huddle, brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging, seventy-six hundred one, Pioneers Boulevard. Can provide relief, a game plan for all your pain needs. Uh, we'll definitely get the uh, MRIs going and uh true honest help they've helped me out a ton continue to do so i just saw them last week gonna see them again they see me all the time you hear so you know what's funny mm-hmm. i got some serious issues physical issues and you know it's bad when you're like they're like oh you back yeah i'm back <laughs> and i'll see you next time too um they've done a good job of kind of like trying to extend it but you know, as you try to extend, staying off the surgery table, it gets closer and closer. But they're, they're, they're doing good uh, work. And on the 18th, we're going to have Dr. Razdan uh, come in on Old School. Okay. He's going to be here at 4.30. So the good thing about it, we're going to try to have him uh, and Dr. Finn, both of them over there, uh, their points of contact, come in and talk about different injuries and stuff like that. It's always good. It's crazy,
0: yeah. you know, like how much you can fix before, like you said, you have to start going into surgical yeah. route. like. It's always worth looking into you might yeah. be able to patch yourself up just through some physical rehab and all that good yeah. stuff
1: yeah yeah i mean the cortisone shots and stuff like that aren't necessarily you need to live and die by but they can kind of provide a, a band-aid mm-hmm. but you know dr Razzin does some uh very unique stuff with concussions does some stuff with uh plantar fasciitis and stuff like that stuff that when you hear you know like on an injury report oh edger james has plantar fasciitis or a turf toe you know what does that really mean and how do you fix it how do you get through the season How do you, you know, fix that stuff after the season? Um, What's the difference between an x-ray and an MRI? I think a lot of people, it'd be very informative.
0: If we would have had him on the show during the Martinez turf toe era, that would have been great to have. Because remember with Taylor Martinez and the turf toe? Yeah. All the confusion around that? I don't think anyone really knew what was going on. Now,
1: I've had turf toe. There there is some really bad cases of it. Mm -hmm. You know, to be honest with you, I think Deion Sanders, you know, he's had Two or three toes amputated. It started with turf toe. He had a bad toe. And I think it was misdiagnosed and t- some stuff led to, obviously, um, you know, what happened to him. And so that's it. Be So we're going to, it's going to be int- a good uh, 30, 30 minute segment with him because one, it, it, Dr. Razin is a good dude. Same with uh, Dr. Finn. But then also, it's very informative. And I think part of doing this type of stuff, now look, it's not the end all be all. And he's not a orthopedic guy, but he has a, a very uh, clear, uh, you know, knowledge of some of the stuff that we're asking about and, you know, AC joints and all that stuff. So that's exciting. And uh, what also was exciting yesterday, Harrison, was uh, the play in the Big Ten. And obviously Penn State handled their business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: UMass got their check, and they got the brakes beat off them. Yep, so 63-0. that sets up the game next week of Penn State going on the road and playing at Ohio State. First game we'll talk about is Ohio State – was on the road at Purdue, and one of the things that when I did some stuff with the Big Ten, it was like, oh well, is this going to be the ghost of the past? Is this a kind of like a sleepy game? Well, after that Notre Dame game, Ryan, Ryan Ryan Day's been on point. He's been on one. They said right, so he, he he had him motivated to play Maryland, stepped up, beat the beat them, put a twenty burger on them, and then he had him motivated again and focused and getting better. As you saw that um, McCord and, and Harrison Jr. started getting. Uh, that connection going, and they had Henderson and uh, uh, Ibuka out as far as uh, offensive players, and and I think their Kyan Williams as well was gone, probably resting them for the Penn State game, and uh, beat Purdue what forty one nine on the road forty one seven or forty one seven excuse me, and so that was a good victory in the thing in the sense of the defense played well. Yeah. I
0: mean, it should have been a shutout. Purdue got their seven in the fourth quarter, right. you know, through the which, which again, you know, it wasn't a shutout, but right. impressive nonetheless.
1: They were, it was impressive, and also, it seems like every single week the defense, which their Achilles' heel has been the explosive pass play, their pass defense has gotten better because the run defense has been pretty stout for the most part, even last year against Michigan. So um, that sets up that big game, mm-hmm. but then then we had. I don't even know what you call it, between Illinois, Maryland, and Iowa and Wisconsin. And those two games were, were a snapshot into the Big Ten West. And really, were the we talked about the opportunity prior with um, Nebraska and they, what they could do because they, the schedule sets up for them. Everybody's saying the same thing. North, you think Northwestern uh, interim coach isn't saying we could do something great? We're in third place. And he's saying, "Man, look at the way that Iowa and Wisconsin, the two leaders, you guys have You think we can't beat them? We just came back on Minnesota, right? Uh, look at Illinois; they lost to Nebraska. Then look at Illinois; they beat Maryland.
0: I think that was the most surprising one for me yesterday. Was well, Illinois beat Maryland. Maryland? Let me ask was-
1: you. Let me ask you. Ask you this way: Were you more surprised that Illinois beat Maryland, or were you more surprised at how horrible that Wisconsin-Iowa game was?" I mean, the no. Punt, I, I, the, that's the thing it.
0: with with Wisconsin and Iowa with the Big Ten West. That wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be pretty. Like, no, I've seen this from Iowa. Like, I I just got to get that out of my head. That Kirk Ferentz, like we talk about it all the time. Like, he deserves every little bit of you know slack he does for his offense. But man, he he, he coaches circles around yeah. guys. Luke Fickle is a great head coach. I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but again, that just tells you like Ferentz just knows how to play this yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I, I, I'm i still probably just a little more surprised by Illinois. Just because against Nebraska, that team looked horrible. Yeah. They, they looked like the worst the in Even the emotion, like team. the yeah. sidelines, they just looked like they were mentally checked out. Like, this isn't our year. So, to say, I just wasn't expecting that strong of a response.
1: Yeah. I, well, yeah. And I, you know what? I agree with you. I just was. You know what it was? I was surprised that Illinois beat Maryland. Mm-hmm. Considering how Mike Loxley and those guys were mad after playing Ohio State that figured that Illinois is <laughs> just going they're going to get it. And I and I felt like Nebraska would move the ball with ease, right? I was more shocked at watching Wisconsin and Iowa. And it wasn't because I, – I felt like Wisconsin's offense has been pretty consistent. Were they going to score 40 points? No. I've, I thought they were going to score a touchdown. I mean, you got Braylon Allen. You had – or Mordecai got hurt. Mm-hmm. And you you brought in four receiver or four quarterbacks through the transport portal. You have good good receivers. Your defense is not the typical Wisconsin defense, but it's a good defense, which obviously they showed, and they only gave up 15 points. I never I was utterly shocked that the player of the game was Iowa's punter, 500 yards punting, <laughs> 500 yards punting. This dude does not need his leg needs a massage stem contrast is i mean his leg might need to be like you know you need to make a mold of it
0: you remember seeing like kobe bryant at the end towards the end of his career yeah. i'll just bet that's probably yeah, what he looked definitely. like he's an ice bat. just has <laughs> his leg
1: you need i mean he's gonna probably get drafted he's listen if he gets drafted i guarantee they refer, reference that game they've been talking about him on a national level player of the game and the dang punters up there 10 punts Five hundred nine yards, and he must have been having, doing a good job. Well, he just yeah again
0: tucks him all of them inside yeah. the ten too. It's part of it. Like it's funny, but he really he really is a game changer. When you can put when you know you can play that field position game, that's kind of what that's makes the, Iowa deadly this year.
1: And that's what makes their defense even though probably not a, you lose a couple first round picks makes that defense even more dangerous because Hutchins Hutchins who's replacing Campbell is leading the Big Ten in tackles. So. This dude is taking advantage of his opportunity. You got Cooper DeJean, and then their all their defensive backs are good. Their pass rush is starting to come alive, and then you're you're coughing cornering them in there. And, and, you know, with the with the punter, you don't really have to play offense because eventually you're just gonna luck up and get five field goals. And they have a really good kicker, like always. Let me ask you this real quick before we move to the Maryland um, Illinois game. Is is there is there like the is there a curse on Iowa quarterbacks? Because look at this, Spencer Petras in the first game last year had a quarterback rating of zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dax Hill is it Dax Hill? Yeah, uh, Deacon his, Hill. Deacon Hill. Um, in his first game last week, not this week, his quarterback rating was two. Yeah, I, I, I don't. <laughs> it, 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 it's like, look, Brian Brian Ferentz, right? He's a taste. Mm-hmm. Now is Kurt Ferentz' son? He was, when he was an offensive line coach and he's kind of quasi offensive line coach and he moved to offensive coordinator. It can't be all in his play calling. It's gotta be something like you go, you you sit in that Iowa like quarterback room and it just makes you worse. How does Kate McNamara end up, you know, not really playing the way that he did it for Michigan, and then he got hurt, and then Deacon Hill comes in, who they thought was better. When you when you kind of read the tea leaves, they're like, oh, he's been practicing with us all year um because McNabara was hurt in the spring he got he was able to you know do the summer workouts he had a really good camp we're excited to see him and this is what you do
0: yeah six for 14 37 yards for all those listening out there
1: he went 10 to 24 last week for like 100 yards (laughs) and 90 of them went to the tight end
0: I don't know if it's uh necessarily a curse but I think it's just like you said just the offense coordinator, <laughs> like they got it, they to figure that. Out. Think about what Iowa could be if they ever just figured out their offense. Just one year, just one yeah, of these just years, just a decent, just a yeah, decent, average, average middle offense. of the road. They would be no question one of the favorites every time in the Big Ten West. Well, the, and they w- still are without you know an electric offense.
1: The one thing they're doing is they're running the ball better, mm-hmm. and that's where it could be trouble because they they're, they're fine playing defense and special teams and playing small ball and then taking their shots.
0: Uh, we do have Chris and Omaha. Iowa and Wisconsin were combined six of thirty-four on third downs.
1: That's that, that's got to be a record. The, literally 34 3rd down opportunities, and you as a combined, yeah. you got. So that means both teams were like three of seventeen.
0: Uh, Iowa four for seventeen, and uh, Wisconsin two for seventeen.
1: That's uh, you should if Iowa or Wisconsin be like here, man, just take one. So we could both be three for seventeen. It's utterly ridiculous. I mean, I get it. They're both the defense are playing good, but you have to try harder at being that bad at offense. And Phil Luongo is supposed to have this air raid offense, spread you out. Mm-hmm. You're trying to tell me that you can't, you can't get a. Fir- There's got to be teams that were like the, the, like the, I call them the, the beat 'em up games that probably had a better third down percentage against his Iowa defense than you guys at Wisconsin that have an NFL running back, an offensive line. And your quarterback did get hurt, but you brought in four guys out of the transfer portal. You're trying to tell me you can only get four seventeen?
0: I will say this. Wisconsin, three for four in fourth downs. So, a couple times, uh, well, they're playing you go. for four downs. There you, oh, yeah. That,
1: that's true. I mean, at least you're gambling there. And, <laughs> yeah. And it worked out for a whole, what, nine points or whatever? Yep. Uh, six. six whopping six. Yeah, six yeah. points, man. That's a Just imagine being in that offensive meeting room. This, Yeah. And so... <laughs> That That's a hard press conference. Listen, I thought Mario Cristobal had a hard press conference last week. The Wisconsin uh, Luke Fickle, was, it was not fun. It was probably embarrassing because that was supposed to be something different because Barry Alvarez is sitting up there and is like, man, we scored more points just running the ball. And uh, so that 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 was an ugly game. Uh, real quick, as far as the Illinois game, um, you know what I think, though, as, as I was thinking about it? Brett Bielema was visibly angry after the Nebraska game to the point that Nebraska fans were mad because he, he didn't give Nebraska props and stuff like that. He was just upset at his team. And Brett Bielema has a history of doing this. When he had the – the when his first year, when he just said, look, man, we have our offensive line in our room. None of them should be here. And everybody was up in arms when he first got there. And then they went on the road and beat t- Penn State in like six or seven o- overtimes. He has shown the ability to come out of a week of adversity and have his team ready to go. Um, and I think as the game went on, Maryland didn't come out with the right mindset, maybe a little bit of a Ohio State hangover, you know, woe is me. Mm-hmm. And that's what was so uh, contrary, where Nebraska kind of came out with good energy after the Michigan loss and then let it you know be a second loss. Now Maryland goes into the bye week kind of like, like Colorado, you know, with Stanford, you're you're down two games. This is a game that you felt like you you should have in your back pocket, right? And when you're thinking about, because we had talked about um, on the Big Ten, Maryland potentially could have got the nine wins. Well, now it's even harder, and so the, so the self reflection is hard. And then Illinois, oddly enough, feels like they probably got back into the Big Ten West race. It was it. I mean, if they didn't get that victory, those you know what those games are called? Got to have it. Mm-hmm. we gotta have that game it, that's what Nebraska had with on the road at Illinois we got to have this game
0: I mean they knew they were gonna be stirring down Wisconsin for that other team in the Big Ten right. you, gotta have, you it.
1: gotta have it if we wanna stay alive otherwise it's over and then you know you start thinking about staff changes player changes so forth and so on so hey anyway, as we know here an ugly victory is better than a pretty loss and uh, actually I think that Illinois game at Maryland actually was a pretty win for Illinois they look like a totally different team mm-hmm. big ups to them Um, before going on the road in an adverse situation and coming out on top. Um, But that's our second segment. Now we're going to come back and have a short segment. Uh, We'll go over some announcements because we, uh, we kind of alluded to it. And then we'll tell you about some future plans for Inside the Huddle. Jay Foreman, I'll be right back.